0: Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? It's so great to be here. But before I say anything, before we get anything, I have to say one. How many of you remember when you were young and you prayed that you would go to heaven happy? You know what I mean? Like we wanted to get married really bad? All the guys? Well, this weekend, uh, Andrew asked Ashley, y'all stand up to marry him. And so they're engaged. The way I heard it, yeah, I saw it on video. They, I mean, they did an Instagram or whatever that is. and uh, he, he tried to get her to, to you know, in, in, uh, in the square, they draw pictures and, and stuff. He kept trying to get her to, t- you know, let the artist draw a picture of her. And she kept, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And he had it kind of rigged, but, you know, because, and he said finally he just had to put his future husbandly duty foot down and go, we're going to do this. I go, come on, man, step up. And so when they turned a the picture around, it had a picture of him and her. And on the top it says, will you marry me? And uh, he dropped to his knees and he said, well, I'd count it an honor if you would be my wife. And so congratulations, guys. So, so we just pray the rapture doesn't happened before. I used to pray those prayers. Lord, whatever you do, I could just see. I could see Gabriel was going to blow his horn when my wife was walking down the aisle. But anyway, not now, Lord. But anyway, it's so good to be here this morning. It's so good to have you as a visitor and just people. And I know that summer's kind of winding down and people are going to try to get back in the groove. And and, uh, I I just look forward to this new season in our church. How about you? And uh, so this morning, what I want to do is we're starting a new series. It's going to be actually for two weeks. And uh, this morning, what I'm going to do is this series is about... Uh, about meeting a need most Christians have and really what the need is we need how many of you know that we all need and we all desire to learn how to pray better you know and you know uh, we oftentimes don't know how to pray I remember when I first became a Christian I was on fire pray at night just laying in my bed and just thanking the Lord for everything pray for people I could pray and believe God for uh, believe God for a parking spot at Walmart. Lord, just open it up and people go, thank you, Lord. You know what I mean? You have all that kind of faith. And then I went to Bible college where they kind of taught me how to do all kinds of stuff that really I'm still unlearning today. And uh, I remember just going there and we had one guy, he's a great man of God, and he goes, you know, I remember he gets up and he goes, you hadn't even begun to pray until you learn to pray an hour. Hey Amen.'" for the next months i struggled in my prayer life i thought i i, I really had a defeated prayer life he, he wasn't trying to do that to me but i took that and go man i gotta pray i gotta press through and hey it's okay to pray for an hour it's okay but i'm not here to i, I just want to this morning what my desire is i just want to take a look and see what what god is telling us and if you don't know how to pray this is i want to give you a key how to pray is that all right and uh yeah, you know and so uh I want to take a look, and we have three verses that we're going to look at this morning. It should be in your notes. How many of you get notes? How many of you didn't get notes? How many of you didn't get your notes this morning? Please keep your hand up and we're going to get the notes to you, and so you can follow along with us in the notes. And uh, come on, raise your hand, keep it up. Come on now. I know sometimes you grew up in a church where you never had a question. You had questions, but you never raised your hand. But anyway, but we got some up here too, Tony and stuff, right over here. But this morning, we're going to look at... at, at the Gospel of Luke. We're going to look at Matthew, and we're going to look at First Chronicles. But really, the theme verse of what we're going to look at is in the Gospel of Luke, and it says this: One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and next week we're going to we're going to talk about in a certain place that we all need a place of prayer. How many of you believe that? We're going to talk about that place next week. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, "Lord." Teach us to pray. And see, hopefully that's you this morning. Lord, teach me to pray. And he says this: just as John taught his disciples, and we know that Jesus gave us all that prayer, you know, that we should pray. Uh, our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth it is in heaven. Forgive us our trespass. You know, we okay, you know that. And so a lot of people say, well, that's the prayer we should be praying. That was actually, let me just say, that was Jesus was trying to give the guys an example of how to pray. Okay. And, and many people just say the prayer and that's okay. That's all right. But, but it's not, it, but that's not what Jesus meant. Jesus was trying to give them a model, an example on things and how you should cover those things in prayer. Are y'all with me? So let's look at Matthew, and Matthew is just kind of, it's kind of, it's a parallel scripture, it's a parallel verse with, uh, it's actually the same story sharing a different way through Matthew. And it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the first thing we should pray for, long before you get your prayer list. How many of you have a prayer scroll? Okay. before you get that prayer list, I believe you should you should get aligned with what God wants and God's perspective and God's heart. How many want your heart to be connected to God's heart? How many want that? So I believe that's the first thing we need to do in prayer before we get our laundry list and our to do list. And sometimes we treat God like he's, you know, he said, all right, God, these are things you need to do. You need to get you need to get busy about it. And so what really what I'm saying is prayer is not an opportunity to drop off that, do, that to-do list. Prayer is not a way for us to get God involved here on earth or get our Christmas list or our wish list. Prayer is not about getting God focused on us. Can I just say that? Prayer is not getting our focus on us, but to get focused on God. And see, it's not about God moving Toward us, but it's it's about us moving toward God. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. It's having a heart to move toward. What would it look like if we got his perspective? If we got his heart? See, this is my prayer this morning. Jesus, give us Jesus' contact lenses. That we all see the things that Jesus wants us to see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God, give us a new pacemaker that our heart beats with your very heart. All right? And that, God, that you would give us a burden for those that do not know you, that are lost without you. And we would have a hunger to see and, and have, be an opportunity to be an influencer, to see them come to know Jesus in an incredible way. I talked to a guy this, this week, and he, and, and he just said, you know, I just can't wait to go to church, because when I go to church, I know I'm going to change. And I said, church isn't what you need. You need to get connected to Jesus because when you get connected to God, church will mean a whole lot more. Your marriage will be different. People around you will be different. You won't be a griper and a complainer because all of a sudden you're connected to the source. Amen? And so this morning, my desire is for us to get God's perspective. That means, just like I shared last week, it means getting plugged into God. He's the power source, and all we got to do is just plug in. And some of us have been burned out on church. Some of us have been burned out on, on things. But I'm not talking about church this morning. I'm talking about getting plugged in to the heart of God, to the to the passion that Jesus has for people who are in this earth. God loved this world so much that he sent his only son to be a missionary. He came to be a missionary into this world. It was Operation Rescue to rescue us from ourselves. Come on. Your worst enemy when your drugs or when alcohol wasn't the pain that you're going through. It was all about saving you. Amen? Because when you get to know Him, all the things that you struggle with, God gives you the power to overcome. Say it with me. Say, I want to be an overcomer. Good. I'm glad you're saying that. Because let me see, I want to take a look at one person in the Bible that was mentioned in one verse. And in the book of Chronicles, it's one of those books, like when you get to the, it's one of those joyous books you get to read. And remember, it's, it's one of those, it's called the begot book, you know? So-and-so begot, so-and-so, and they begot, and they begot, and they begot, 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 begot. It's like you're really one looking for a word from the Lord and you're doing your yearly reading and you get in Chronicles. And if you have that one-year Bible, thank God they put a psalm or a verse, another verse in there to help you go through the begots. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But what happens is this guy's life is really in the begots, in Chronicles. And it's in Chronicles, 1 uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain." Now, Jabez means pain. That's a terrible name. Can you imagine? Hey, this is my daughter, Susie. This is my son, Michael. But this is my son. Oh, there he goes. There's pain right there. You imagine that? And here he is. He's growing up. And see, the Old Testament, you named your kids by the experience you had in birth. There would be a whole lot of different names around here. Come on, mamas. If we named our children according to the way they were birthed, they were named by their birth, or they were given a name and they meant that they believed that that name would be a prophetic name. They would begin to live up to that name. You know, like my children. All my children are named after some person. You know, like my son Zach got up here. You know, Zach got up here, and his his real name is Zachary James. And the reason my wife and I we like that name, we, but he's really named after Zachariah. And when I'm going to use a verse here after, later in the message, and it's, it's really his verse for his life. And James, because James was actually the half-brother of Jesus, and I always loved that name. And so this morning, so we want, we want our children, we name their children according to the way we want them to live. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That it's we it's the Lord, these are promises, that God gave us a promise for every one of them. And it's neat the other day, my son Luke, He wants to be a doctor and all this stuff. He's my youngest son. Someone came up to me the other day, and he goes, you know, Bubba? he looks like all your boys in one. And he's like all your boys in one. And you know the word God gave me before he was born? This is crazy. But it's God. He goes, he's going to be like all your boys wrapped up in one package. So, that's how Mary was. Remember, Gabriel said, "I'm going to send Jesus into the world." And remember, the Bible says she hid those things when people would say things or experience. She, she hid those things in her heart. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, mamas, dads, when you have children, there's things that you hide in your heart, in there. Come on, are y'all on life support this morning? Now, I'm talking about pain, you know. So I don't want you to tune me out. Say that's a terrible name, pain, you know. And, and, and so here, you know, it's like this is a tragedy he's carrying the name pain and so everything in his life was marked by what pain you know if you'd be honest can i just say how many know that we all experience pain in our life all of us experience pain pain in your finances pain in your marriage Pain. You may be walking through pain right now. When you came in here this morning, you could be having discouragement. You're walking in pain and you're going, you walk through those doors and say, God, I need you today. God, do something in my life. I want to get rid of this pain. But see, in order to get the message you need, you need to think about maybe with the pain you're going through right now, because I believe this is that it, I believe this is that First Chronicles says this. Look what First Chronicles. He didn't cry out in his pain. This is what it says. Look what it says. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. It should be in your notes. Jabez. In other words, pain cried out. Sammy, say pain cried out. I mean, Jabez. Pain cried out. How many of you have ever cried out in your pain? Come on. Pain cried out. And he said, out to God of Israel. On that, you would... And this is what he said. To the God of Israel... Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. See, first he's saying, bless me, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that you will be free from your pain. And God granted his request. And so I want this to be your prayer in your pain. See, The prayer, he prayed an honorable prayer. He said, Lord, bless me. Give me greater influence. But God, let your hand be on my life and protect me from things around me. That's an honorable prayer. He's not going there and going, oh, God, you know, my mama says, my daddy, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm just like, I feel like a barnacle on the bottom of a shrimp boat in Delcombe Harbor. Please, Lord. He wasn't going like that. He was going to the place of saying, God, the truth be told, this is not a prayer you cry out when you're in pain. Are you hearing me? You usually talk to God about your pain. How many of you talk to God about your pain? Maybe you walked in and said, Lord, I'm this and I'm that, and all these things. But see, some of you were in pain, and there's another prayer for you to pray today. And I want you to learn this prayer. Would you, would you guys, can I, would you... Why would you want God to grant his request? Why would Jabez do that? Said he, so he could, you know what? Because a thousand years before the Lord's Prayer, he was praying, Lord, this is what he was praying, Lord, not my will be done, but Lord, your will be done in my life. And he prayed how to receive God's will. And see, I want to ask God to help you these next, these next four things that I want, to, I want you to not... Just take this reason you have that that that, that notepad with you this morning, right? The reason we give those to you is so you can leave here and you can check it out for yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of the most grievous things, let me just, ble- let me, I don't, just, one of the grievous, I'll come here on a Monday or a Tuesday, maybe come pray or come do something or I come to sanctuary and the thing that I, do, I, I, I have a hard time with and I see those little notepad papers on the, on the chair and it's not even filled out. So. If you want to help me, act like you're feeling it out. I don't care. But, just, but don't leave it on the chair. So thank you for loving me. I'm just trying to love you a little bit this morning so I don't go through pain. But here's the first thing. But I want you to learn these four things this morning. And I want you to pray these things for the rest of the week. Every day this week that you pray this prayer that I want to help you with this morning. So number one is, he says, pray blessing oh that you would bless me and when that when you look at that word bless me that's in the Hebrew that's like putting five exclamation points on it will you bless me how many of that's a lot of exclamation it's like it was strong it was powerful bless me and see there's a lot of misunderstanding about blessing there was that name it claim it blab it grab it I'm not talking about that Lord thank you for the Rolls Royce give me another one I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is, can I can I get an amen that someday that God, you just want to be a blessing to others instead of you getting the blessings? See, sometimes God bless me out of my pain. And see, here it is. I'm not talking about, you know, healthy and wealthy. What I'm talking about, blessing is a supernatural favor of God, of, of God inside of each, every one of us. How many of you want the supernatural favor of God on your life? I had a guy call me this week. He's a salesman at a dealership. A friend of mine, I've been missing. He didn't come to church or anything, but he always calls me and got an issue. So I'd come here Thursday morning. Yeah, Thursday morning, i was coming here just to pray and just kind of, I'd come in here and I'd scream out real loud and all that other stuff. And so I was coming to pray, and right before I did, no, it was after I got out, about 8.15 or he called me. He goes, Bubba. hey, man, I got, and he starts telling him what he's going through physically. And he goes, man, I need to go to the doctor. And, and he's go, actually going to the same doctor that did my, my surgery for my cancer and all that other stuff. And he said, hey, would you, I said, hey, bro, I, I'll just use his name as Bill. It's not his name, but Bill, I, I, I don't, I can call. I know one of the PAs, the physician assistants, real good and all that. And then I call, and she answers, and I told her what the problem was. She said, bring him in, because he couldn't get into like, September 13th. He says, it's really bothering me. I can't do this. And I, and I, and I call him back. And he goes, how would you do that? How do you like to play with people sometimes? I said, bro, let me tell you something. If you would serve the Lord, come on, if you would just know the Lord like I do, The favor of God just ain't fair to the rest of the world. Say it with me, favor ain't fair. fair. It's not. When the favor of God's on your life, when the blessings of God are on your life, what do you mean by that? Here's the problem. See, blessing's a supernatural favor because God is inside of you. But here's the problem. Some of you don't know that God wants to bless you. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You think you have to work real hard, you have to earn his blessings, you think he has, uh, he has favorites and he likes them, but he doesn't like me. I've heard that. Being a pastor, oh, well, you know, Bubba, you're a pastor. I mean, God likes you. Many things Let me say, you you think you have to work for it, you bleed for it. Many of you you think it's about poverty, suffering, walking into heaven all beat up, barely making it. Lord, I made it. (laughs) That's not what the Bible tells me. God, the Bible says, is not a withholder. He wants to bless you. Look at Psalms. Psalms. Uh, chapter 5 verse uh, chapter uh, verse 12 for surely say surely. surely surely i just want to stop and preach on surely surely let me come on get with it get get open up your eyes come on see it he says surely look what is oh lord you bless the righteous you surround them with your favor as with a shield Somebody ought to surely get excited about that this morning because God wants to bless you. God wants to put his favor on you like a shield wherever you go. Your righteousness is not because of your works, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. When I'm going on the job, I'm surrounded with his favor. When I'm in the city... I got the favor of God. When I'm outside the city, I got the favor of God. No matter where you go, you got favor. Look at your neighbor and say, you got favor. You got favor. Come on, look at the other one that you think, Man, I don't know if they got it, but tell them, proclaim it. In faith, you got favor too. The favor of God. Let me ask you a question. Here's a question. How many of you want the favor of God? Amen. Anybody want the favor of God in here? You know, let me just say this. And if God was going around and said, God, favor, Lord, give it to me. And see, this is what I want to share with you. See, when why does God want to bless you? Man, I lo- you know what I love preaching about this church? Y'all always ask good questions. <laughs> Not so you can have more stuff, but so that you can be a blessing. Yes, see, he can't use you if you don't have anything to give. You ever think of that? A lot of us are in poverty right now, and I'm not talking about money. We have that poverty spirit. How can I encourage someone if I'm not encouraged? Let me ask you, how can you encourage someone if you ain't got the encourage? You know what encourage means? It means God pouring his courage inside of you. That's why you should come to church. Maybe you had a rough week. Maybe there's things. Maybe you got victories you want to share. But God wants to come like a, the, the picture of living water. And you're that glass that he's pouring into. And it's not, you know, our perspective, half full, half empty. I'm, a, I'm more of a, it's, it's closer to full than empty kind of person. And God wants to pour that living water. And, I, and the picture's bigger than the glass. How many glad about that? And all of a sudden, those, the, the blessings begin to flow right out. God can't use you if you're not blessed. Po- the poverty spirit, how can how can you encourage, how can you encourage someone in their marriage if your marriage is falling apart? Thank you for all those amens. God wants to wants every heir in your life to be blessed. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm talking about today? God wants you need to know surely He wants to bless you. Why? Because He wants you to be a blessing. I love, you know, even in Genesis where God talks about at the beginning in Abraham and he goes, listen, this this is Abraham in in, uh, Genesis. He says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. to others." That Abraham blessings on us. It was was right. This Jesus accomplished that when he went to the cross, he put that Abraham blessing. God, God, you said you'd bless me and God, I want to be a blessing to others around me. How many want to be a blessing? Okay, here's your take. How many you want to be a blessing? God's will is for you to be blessed. That's God's will. be so What's the will of God? To be blessed. Why? So you can bless other people. Some of you don't pray this way because you're too focused on your pain. Woo, don't get quiet on me when I start preaching. You're too focused. God, God doesn't see you see my pain. He sees our prayer. And we got to focus. He wants to focus on us. He's saying, look, man, give me your pain. You know what? Get focused on me, and we can take care of that pain. Some of, you know, look, Matthew says, if you, you see, some, some see God as a withholder. Let, let's look at this in Matthew. How many how you know people that see God as a withholder? See, I grew up. Let me just see y'all know a little bit how I grew up. I went to Methodist Sunday school, Baptist Sunday school as a kid. My mother, my grandmother was Jehovah Witness on one side. The other was charismatic. They didn't have children's church. You had to feel the spirit when you were in service. And then my mom left my dad married another man. He was Catholic. And, you know, I went to uh, catechism and First Communion. I, mean, I was the only, I looked like an albatross. I went to First Communion in eighth grade with all the little first graders, you know. <laughs> I looked like the ugly duckling, you know to say my mom converted and i'm not here to get on all those things but i just remember in some of those things that i saw people say, oh you can't have that and i'd go to sunday school sometimes and my mom would give me a quarter to put in a little children's offering in the class and i'd meet the wicked witch of the west in my sunday school class sometimes she was teaching <laughs> you know i was hoping someone would pour water on <laughs> she didn't get my quarter either See, a lot of times we come to the Lord, we look for the things of God rather than just look to God. We want the things God blesses people with, but we just don't want him. See, God is not a withholder. Matthew says this, Matthew 7, verse 11. If you then, though you are are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven Give good gifts to those who ask. God has so much more he wants to give us than we are currently receiving. How many believe that? We have not because we ask. Like a lot of my kids. You ever have your kids come to you, ask you, come on, your old parent. they get into high school and stuff, and they come and ask you for money. And they kind of, You know, kind of like this. Hey, Dad, buddy. Dad, you're my favorite dad. I'm your only dad. Dad, um. You know, we're going to, I was going to go out with some friends tonight and um, we're going to a movie and, um, you know, you think you can give me like 15 bucks so I can get a Coke and get some popcorn and, you know, oh, good old dad. <laughs> and sometimes you just want to go and, you know, when they when they blessed you and stuff, sometimes you just want to go, well, here's the 15 bucks, but you know what was in my wallet? No, oh, Dad, what? There was $200 in my wallet. Really? And you settled for $15. Well, how do I get the 200? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask them. Your children be a blessing. They did, they did everything right. They were doing it, even if they make mistakes, but their heart was to bless you, to honor you. Come on. How many of you would give a little more? Come on. Teenagers, are you watching? Are you listening? Sometimes, it's the way we are sometimes with God. Sometimes God, God is not a withholder. We just got to go, God, will you bless me so I can be a blessing? Lord, I'm not, I'm, you know, here's the first prayer. Lord, I'm willing to take all that you have to give me. Why? Why? Because I just want to be a blessing so many people around me i got my ducks unlimited magazine yesterday and i read it and i was reading about a guy that i actually know he's a personal friend of mine and he used to have a write-up about him in ducks unlimited and he's probably one of the biggest givers in ducks unlimited and ducks unlimited is a wonderful organization if you like that i mean i believe in it I, I used to think when you were a kid to be in ducks unlimited that means you got to kill all the ducks you wanted there was no limit but I had a few friends before me got tickets, so I realized that there was a stopping point. And, uh, and it, he was just talking to me in the article who influenced him because there was other people that influenced him. Then he saw, the, he saw the work, he saw what they did, and he wanted to be a part of something that was making a difference. And, I, and, and really my heart goes, that's great that he does that. But I think when's the last time someone convinced him of the great things God's doing? And he investigates it and sees it and goes, I want to put my money where it's for eternity. Thanks for all those amens, all you hunters. See, this is my prayer for our Savior's church. I want to be the biggest blessing. I want our church to be the biggest blessing in this community, in this city, and in this area. Amen? Amen? That we get so blessed... That God, and bless us, Lord, bless us so we can be a blessing. Not that we can have, we can go, oh, look, you know, oh, we got this vault. Look at the money we got. right? I want to go, shh, shh. money's not a, come on. I always heard this. My spiritual grandfather said money always, money always fi- follows people that want to bless God. Money always follows true ministry. When you go out like we did this summer and went out into the, the project areas and just loved on people that no one's loving on. And when we've gone to people, we go to schools and stuff. I can't tell you, I was in the I was getting a haircut this week and I was walking out and there was a lady and she had a, a, a like a sleeve thing on her arm and and she had uh and, and she had like where she had had a trachea in her neck. And you for me going through what I've gone through in the last few years, I was just look at her go. I don't know her from Adam. And I go, and you hate to do this, but I'm just kind of before I go, what happened to you? What's wrong? And she was very kind. She goes, well, I, I had cancer. And, and I, go, I go, what's your name? And she goes, my name's, and because she, she I didn't know, but she had part of her tongue cut out and her jaw. So she would go, my name's Megan. And I was like, oh, Megan, no, 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 no and she had her friend she goes tell them all my name she goes megan i go oh okay and she told me she had cancer and what she was going through and everything else and she pulled up her thing showed me a big scar right here where they grafted some skin and stuff and, and i just said can i pray for you and i started praying for that lady because i believe we should be a blessing come on i didn't pray for her because i'm a pastor hello i'll prayed for her because i'm a child of god and, and, I walk, and as I'm doing that, there's another lady that Pastor Josh and Zach have had a lot of influence at, at the school in Jennings, at Jennings High School, because we do a teacher appreciation and all that stuff. And, and we're just sitting there talking, and I'm praying. And when she waits, and she goes, Bubba, can I talk to you? Can we go outside? And so we go outside, and I start ministering to her. She told me she had had cancer. She had had all this. She had a brother that needed the Lord. And I mean, it just, I, come on. I just believe this. When you decide to go, God, I'm going to stop, and I'm gonna, I want to be a blessing, God. Some of you are going, God, use me. Look at me. How many of you prayed that? God, use me. No one's prayed that. God, I want to be a blessing. You know what? The way you be a blessing, the way God uses you, just do it. Take Nike commercial, Just do it. See, this is my prayer, that we would be a blessing to this community, I believe what's happening with Joel. I w- I'm believing God for a miracle. How about you? But I believe that God can turn that whole thing around to be a blessing to Josh and Lindsay, and be a blessing to our community. And God reach people through that. Are you hearing me? What we could never preach, what we could never say, it, Joel can preach it by his life. If I'm a blessing. The second thing, what do I need? I need to pray. If you want to be a blessing, you need to pray for influence. In other words, God enlarged my territory or my borders. I've learned that with my genes. I've expanded my ministry. <laughs> territory is really your sphere of influence. It's your sphere of influence. So how do you influence people? Now that, I have, now that you have more money than you need, I need people to give it to. I need people to minister to. How many of you like to have so much money you just wouldn't know what to do with it? Come on. Hold up your checkbook. We're going to pray you have revival. No, just in your checkbook. It doesn't happen that way. But, but see, the happiest people in the world are the people who know why they exist. That's the happiest people. The way you free yourself from pain is to have something in your life bigger than your pain. Hello. What Pastor Josh is doing is based in the pain that him and Lindsay feel in their heart for their child. Are you looking at me? Are you hearing me? And through that, he's got to have something. Am I right? He's had something bigger than just to look at him all the time and think of what the worst case scenario and go, God, we're going to look at we're going to do something bigger than we ever thought could ever happen. You know, when Pastor Jacob, my pastor, sent me here, you can see him on TV. That doesn't give you an excuse not to come to church. But anyway. When he sent me here, he said, Baba, and I remember we had the whole church here. We had 20 people. And I remember what he said. It blessed me. He said, I'm sending the best that I have right now. And you don't know what that did to me. And I know that once, he said, if he, can, if he lives long enough, he'll, he's already got character in his life, but if he, one day he'll preach equally to the character God's given him. See, so it's not about my fancy words. It's not about persuasion. It's about, I want you to be blessed not only that you can be blessed, but you could be an influence for God's kingdom. How do you want that? See, Paul's prayer for you was this. It's in Ephesians. In fact, Paul only prayed two prayers. And both the prayers that Paul tried to teach people to pray are in the book of Ephesians. And this is one of them. He says, he says I keep saying that the, God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. How many of you want to know the hope that he's called you? The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. See, influence is I want to do something that makes me become a difference in people's lives. That's what influence is. It's influence. Why do people want to go to certain colleges? Because they want that influence in their life. Why do they want to see certain people or uh, get, allow people to speak into their lives or pay? I heard Donald Trump is getting sued because he has Trump University. And, and they misrepresent him. So the, the, the attorney general of New York State is suing Donald Trump because he wasn't there personally at his university. And I'm like, but you know what? People would go to Donald Trump University why would they go? That's a question. Why would they go? Because they want to be influenced. And his whole thing is, you know, I'll teach you how to be a billion, think like a billionaire. How would you like to think like a billionaire? That's why you're not a billionaire. But they go there. They pay up to thirty-five thousand dollars for so many weeks to go to begin. The, like. But see, God wants to go, Once you get up in Bush University? Go hang out by the burning bush and let me influence you. And then what happens is if you get influenced by me, you'll be a burning fire around people. Amen? Amen. See, sometimes we need to draw a circle and say, God, start revival fire right here in this area. And sometimes we need to step in that circle and say, and start right here. Because it all starts wherever you're sitting. Wherever you're sitting. Are you okay this morning? This is a prayer we're saying. We want to know what to do with the blessings he's given us. We need to be an influence. Well, you may say, well, I don't know what God has called me to do. Well, I got that covered for you too this morning. On September 22nd, we have our next class, our next step class called Serve. Actually, it's going to start on the 8th. But we have that specific. It's all about helping you discover what God has put you here on earth to do and discover your design. See, some of you all would be writing that date down. You need to be here that night at six o'clock. We're going to talk, be talking about how you can serve. Also, where's those cards? Anybody got a men's card? Come on, give me. Give me. This morning, you know, you should have gotten a, a card with a big old deer that everybody wants to hunt. It's called men's gathering. And, you know, I've had many men, you know, since I've journeyed through the things I've been journeying, you know, we're starting our men's ministry back. And I want you to be here the first Saturday of every month. Someone informed me it's the opening day of squirrel season. Put the squirrels off and God will bless you. Okay? And if you don't come, I pray, I'll just pray for you right now. I pray misery and no nuts in your acorn tree. And you feel like a nut being out there. (laughs) And I always tell men, you go to the men's bathroom. We have all kinds of trophies mounted and everything else. And I always tell them, you love all these trophies. When I, yeah, man, I love them. Not one of them was killed on a Sunday. Remember that. (laughs) But if you get invited, it's on vacation, and you've killed something, you can bring a guilt offering to the priest of the house. Anyway. You need to discover your job. You need a dream. You need to get a dream that God has for your life. Look at me. I want to tell you something. As a kid, I, I mean, I went through a divorce with my parents, and I saw a lot of pain. I saw a lot of things happen, and I allowed that bitterness to, to get inside of me, and it caused me to, I think, because I didn't deal with it, and I didn't have people there, I didn't know what to do with it, You know, and I'd I'd lash out at people. I got in trouble at school. I got kicked out of schools in Lafayette, Catholic schools, public schools, detention schools, all those different things. And you go, well, I can relate. No, but it's not about if you can relate. I didn't know what to do with my pain. Are you hearing me? So I was influencing other people to do stupid stuff with me. And see, my desire for you is the best thing that ever happened in my life when I got saved was this. Someone told me this start learning how to dream. Dream. What do you mean, like have dreams? No. Dream. Believe that God can touch you, God can use you, God can do something. And now you can, and see, because of that, you got to picture. You got a picture. There's a, there's a church in Colombia. This is cool. You get saved. You go to the altar. It's a, it, it, you get saved, and they, they take you to a room. They talk to you about the Lord, and they take a Polaroid picture of you. This is cool. They take a Polaroid picture of you, and when you go to the room, at, at the beginning, you're a guest, so they take you. Can we take uh, your picture? You know, and then you go, what's that, mugshot, you know? But they take a picture of you, and if you get saved, they see the people and they cut out your picture. And when you get your Bible, they give you a Bible when you get saved. And they put your picture, your face, they glue it on the cover of your Bible. And they have a guy that's standing there like this. And there's thousands of people and he's preaching with your face on it. And they say, you go, you, because of your decision today, who knows what God can do with you? Who knows the influence you can have on people around you? Come on, we need to start taking pictures of Polaroids and giving Bibles to people that have a dream in their life. Amen? And God had not called all of you to be a preacher, but God's called you to preach in whatever you do. I love what Francis CC said. He says, you know, there's five Gospels. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And most people will never read those. But the fifth Gospel is you, and people will always read you. We need to be influencers and we represent. Say it, I represent. I guarantee you, when you start giving your life to others, when you start giving your life to others, your pain will diminish. And the third thing, are y'all with me? Third thing, Lord, you bless me and give me influence. Lord, I thank you that you bless me and you're giving me influence, but I need your presence in my life. So, so we can pull this off. In other words, this is the third thing, pray for God's presence. Let your hand be on me. That's the same word that they're using. God, fill me with your presence. Listen, every week before I get up here, I'm standing in the back. I'm not standing in the back because I don't like to sit down. I'm standing in the back so I'm watching you worship. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching you. I'm watching the band. I'll tell Zach, you know hey, I that was a stupid song. You shouldn't have sung that song. I mean, we've had conversations. Hey, how many of you want to be better? He can either get better or he can get bitter. He's gotten both. But the thing is, is that we, if we want to be an influence, I get up before I get up here every week. I go, God, I need your presence in my life. I can't get up there and do this without you. See, let your hand. See, Acts says this, the Lord's hand was with him, with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. His presence, the presence of God, represents the power of God. How many of you want the power of God in your life? See, Zechariah. this is the, Zach's verse for his life. He doesn't know this. Zechariah 4, 6, it says, not, my, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, my prayer on, on the way up here is that, Lord, wherever I go, by your spirit, by your spirit, do something in, the, in me. See, if, if I feel pressure every time I preach, I'm going, Lord, I give the butterflies to you. And let me tell you something. I never, look, I, if, if, I don't, if I'm not a little nervous before I come up here or before I go speak somewhere else, when I'm invited to go speak places, look at me. I'll go pray and say, God, dude, there's something wrong in me if I don't have a little fear of God. If I'm too confident in what I have to say, God, there's something that you want to do inside of me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, I know it feels better to be qualified and educated, and it's, the whole, it's a whole lot of fun when you are. are but you know what? I've learned this. It's—you it, know, i you know in order to go do certain things, you need to get educated? Any educated people in here this morning? You gotta go do you gotta get educated. You gotta you gotta get things around you, they're gonna make a difference in your life. And, and and so it's a whole lot more fun. But for those people that are a little less educated and who don't know what they're doing, it's a whole lot more fun going through life. Not knowing everything, but God just shows up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God always chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm just one of those foolish things. I believe this. He never picks the qualified. Think about Moses. Now, Moses, if you remember reading the Bible, Moses had a quality in his life. He was a stutterer. Come on. You imagine? Sometimes I thought about Moses standing before Pharaoh. Pharaoh. (laughs) (laughs) Pharaoh. People go. You imagine all the children of Israel going, What is this? This is a bad church service. I used to have a friend, his daddy was a judge in Lake Charles, his name was Alan. And uh, I remember he was in class and he stuttered when he was young. And, he'd, and when he got and, and the only way he could speak is if he hit the desk, Teacher! And so I just think about Moses and how he did that. Remember, it's not about, I'm not against education, but God is the one that qualifies you. Corinthians says this, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. I fit in that, believe me. But our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of, the, of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but I love this, but the Spirit gives life. Let me just say, I'm one of the most inadequate people I know that should be up here. But if it wasn't for the anointing of God and His presence on my life, I couldn't do what I do. Because see, in the back of my mind, I really, sometimes I fight what people think. Sometimes I have insecurities. As a kid, will I be accepted? Will they know what I'm going through, whatever I face? Hello, anybody? Just trying to be real with you this morning. Was it good enough? My wife, you know, I'll, I'll get on the phone, call, hey, well, you, well, how was that? Uh, it was good. You sure? Looking for people to say something rather than just living by the approval of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, y'all pray for me then. All right. But I, my prayer is this. I, you know, I pray for this every day. See, Corinthians, listen to this again, not that we are competent in ourselves. I'm not competent in myself to claim anything for ourselves. Hello, anybody fit an amen in that one? But our competence comes from God. He made us competent as ministers of the new covenant, not of, not not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Are you hearing what he's saying? For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And so this morning, this is the worst news you're going to hear all day, and here it is. And all three of these that happen, the devil's going to hate you if you live that way. Well, How I many you don't care? Three people. See, if you can't, if he can't keep you out of heaven, he wants you to keep, he wants you to, he wants to keep you distracted by your pain and you never do anything. Come on. Well, you know, just get a little, put a little depression on them. I put a little, you know, they got to walk around with the mully grubs. Oh, they fashade all the time. Oh, they, they're frustrated. Things didn't work out. And what we do is, I'm sorry to tell you this, but he's going to attack you. Hello? How many are you talking about? How many you been attacked this week? Okay, let me ask. How many of you came this morning and you were fighting before you came to church? Okay, we were fighting? Okay, now, my wife raised her hand and we were fighting. Must have been the children anyway. I mean, man, are we kissed? I prayed for her. I mean, you know. (laughs) See, my insecurity, you see? That's me, not her. She's she's like, get over that. He's going to attack you. But the thing that we have to realize is that he's attacking us because we're trusting God for his blessings. Or influence and his presence on our lives just remember if he attacked jesus he's coming after him again through you he ain't worried about you he worried about if you call his big brother your big brother jesus showing up on the line come on some of you like in the storm you're sleeping through your life and all of a sudden the devil attacks you and you don't know what to do and you well and jesus shows up and he's gone the devil's gone how many of you talking about some of us, it's like that fight. You're in that fight, and you're thinking you've got to do it in yourself, and man, and you're getting beat up, and you're getting pounded, and you go, I don't know what to do. And all you go, Jesus, help me, and he shows up, and it's not even a fight after that. It's two-hit fight. He hits the devil, and the devil hits the ground. That's it. It's gone. There's no competition because there's none like our champion, our brother. You just got to call him up. You see, I believe that if you if 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 he can't keep you out of heaven, he's going to try to make you miserable. And the last thing you need to pray, yes, we need to pray. God bless us so we can be a blessing to others. Thy king, that's a that's a kingdom thy kingdom come kind of bless uh, prayer. That, that we also pray that God would give us influence. And the third thing is that God would come and fill us with His presence. His hand would be on. But the last thing is that. that Pray for protection. Keep me from harm. God, I need you. Remember, you pray that and you're like, God, I need you. Protect me. Peter says, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Psalm says, oh, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, God will not deliver him, but you are a shield around me. Oh, God, you bestow glory on me and you lift up my head the bible says he is the glory and the lifter of your head stop looking down and let god begin to put his hand on your chin and begin to help you keep looking up because god's looking down to help you but you just got to get your focus he's the glory and the lifter the lifter of our head and matthew says this and this is and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Look at me. How many of you have given in to temptation this week? Come on. I'll, come on I'm a, can I just raise my hand? All my hairs are standing up this morning. How many of you been tempted to say something, do something, act something, look at something, don't do something? Come on. The rest of you, were praying for you. Pastor, what'd you do? None of your business. I already get under the blood. Now I can feel I can quote Phil John, Phil John's happy, happy, happy. You know what I mean? The thing is, is that and you don't lead us in if you pray a if if you pray a your kingdom come, your will be done kind of prayer, God is your protector. Because see when the devil comes at me. Look, when he comes at me and he comes at me and God is my protector, I'm covered by the blood. He comes, you know, he's I'm going to attack me. But I've been praying. I said, God, bless me. Give me influence. Fill me with your presence. When he comes, he sees the blood. See, the devil tries, he's the accuser of the brethren. brethren. So he's telling you, oh, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to do that. It's like that guy's trying to tell me I need to go to church to change. It's not going to church that's going to change you. It's when you get plugged into God and you begin to see the heart of God and you begin to see God's desire, how God wants to bless you instead of withhold things from you. God doesn't want to give you the poverty spirit. He wants to give you a heart to be a blessing to others. If you want a poverty spirit, we can come pray for you this morning. You can have an altar call. You can live in poverty all you want. But you'll be miserable, you'll be messed up, and you'll be religious. And you'll wear goofy-looking crosses around your neck. I'm not kidding. And you act goofy. You talk goofy. And you just... Maybe I could preach there, but God's telling me no. (laughs) I I just say this. When I became a Christian, I always... uh, Because I saw all the... The smorgasbord of people. I saw people get their finger, a finger get put down a baby's mouth because they saw mobiles in, in their crib and they had demons because there was demons in the butterflies. I mean, I've seen weird things. I saw a midget get healed. He still had a midget voice, but he's six foot four. I mean, I just, hello, my name. I mean, I've seen some stuff. But I thought when I'd sit in the back, you know, and I'm, I was with my grandmother and her charismatic meetings in Lake Charles, and Mike, Mike, uh, what's that guy in Guatemala? Clark. Mike Clark, he's a good guy. All right? I remember she used to go, you know, Alleluia Acres, and and then she, you know, other places where she was. Anyway, she had her own prayer meeting. None of those people were weird, but I'm just saying there were some people that did come that were. Whew, whew. <laughs> They were so squirrely they brought their own nuts with them. But anyway, I just got to say it. And I'd go, and I'd sit in the back and go, one day, that's why I don't want to preach God. I don't want to be a preacher ever in my life. Because if I have to look stupid and be goofy and have a goofy testimony like I don't want any of it. I don't want to be religious. Can I just tell you something? Let me give you a revelation here at our church. I hate religion. But I love Jesus. And the biggest thing Jesus dealt with was religious folk. I've had some good people come here, and I've prayed for some people to come. But I've also prayed for some people to leave. Look at me. I'm serious like a heart attack. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because I just go, they're not the kind of influence I don't want to have. They got that weird look. Hey, brother. <laughs> and you up, this is my pastor. And I'm going, oh, Lord, please. <laughs> 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 I want to be their pastor. Lord, please deliver me. <laughs> Jesus knew what was in the cup of pain. <laughs> I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> Can I just be real with you? Everybody that's here this morning, I pray for you to stay. Is that okay? Is he talking about me? Ask the Lord. If you pray your kingdom come, your will be done, prayer, God will be your protection. Prayer is when you align your heart with the heart of God. You know, don't start your day out with with pain. Don't go to God with your list of pain. Go there and go, God, I want my heart to line up with your heart. See, it's a decision. You have to make yourself a kingdom come kind of person. Your will be done person. You got to pray these things. God. I want to be a blessing. I want to be influenced. I want to be an influence for your kingdom. I need your presence, but I need your your protection. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Not my focus on my pain, but your will be done in my life. Amen? Amen? That's the kind of people God wants. That's the kind of people that God uses. That's the kind of people that make a difference wherever they go. And if you're living in disappointment and you're living in, in the, the book of hesitations. You're hesitating. Maybe you came here this morning and you heard about a preacher named Bubba. And they're in a warehouse. That's all this is. It's a, it's a nice warehouse. My desire is you, you come and you find his presence it's not about me it's not about the band it's not about the light not about the music it's not about all that it's about god touching your life see some of you came this morning and you're walking in pain and because you walk in that pain you can't see beyond you can't see beyond that and i'm here today to tell you when you really look to the lord all of a sudden, you begin to have something that's greater than your pain. How can I walk through cancer for two years? Because I always had to. When I heard news and I got reports and they showed me pictures and they did this, I, in my mind, I know I could have given up and just go feel sorry for me. I didn't do that, and I'm not saying I'm great or I know how to do that. Oh, I had my moments. Can I be honest with you? But also, I, I needed that moment where say, God. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trusted you 30 whatever years ago, and I trust the same God that delivered me from myself, the same God can deliver me from cancer the same God that can deliver. And listen, there's some people that you see here today and you know their track record and you've seen God do things in their lives and you're here because you're just a curious charge and you're trying to figure out how do I get what they got? Is there some kind of formula? Is there a little sign-up sheet I need to sign up? Does the pastor have to lay hands on me and he puts a blue chip in me and I go, yeah. No, it's not about all that. It's about us coming to that point and saying, God, I've done it on my own. I need you. Can we pray. Just close your eyes, by hands. Father, this morning I thank you. I thank you so much. You said, "Unless you draw us," and I pray that, Father, this morning that you would draw us to yourself. We pray that we would be people that are your will be done kind of people. We'd focus not on our pain, but Lord, I know being a pastor. Being a, 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 just a Christian, I know there are people in this room this morning that are filled with pain. They're walking through things that are painful. There are things that they're, they're experiencing that are they experiencing in their lives. How can I get rid of this? And they've just walked in pain. There, there may be marriages that are failing. There may be children that are wayward. There are things that people have got news this week about someone they love or something that's going on with them. But Lord, we know that it's a distraction keep us from having our focus on you if you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed and you say Pastor Bubba I've been walking in pain but I know that I need Jesus in my life and I want to go beyond the pain that I feel and I I need God's presence in my life I need to be one that overcomes these things that have gripped me would you pray for me this morning if that's you would you just raise your hand say Pastor Bubba pray for me I want to give my life to the Lord put it down Anyone else? All right, put it down. Thank you. You can put it down. Okay, anyone else? Anyone else? I'm going to pray for you. Okay, you can put it down. You can put it down. Anyone else? Okay, thank you. Put it down. If you raise your hand, would everybody just pray this prayer with me underneath their, just, if you want to do it silently, that's fine, but I'm going to pray, but I want us all to pray this together. Just say this, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I've tried to do it on my own but I've fallen flat on my face. I've tried to be good. I've tried to change. I can't do it, but I'm coming to you. And I give you my heart. I give you my pain. I give you my sin, though there are many. And I ask you to forgive me and help me and change me from the inside out. I want to love you and follow you with all of my heart. Let this be the day that I begin that. I love you and I ask you to change me and that I help me to be real with people around me and that I would love you with all my heart. Amen.